0: Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my look at Empire Strikes Back. This thing came out 2 years after the Juggernaut that was Star Wars and this was financed exclusively by Lucas himself with $18 million of his own cash as he didn't want to cough out any of the money t- monetary rights for the mission dice and this thing pulled in $290 million, the sequel to one of the biggest films of the 70s. Does this fall under the sequel curse or is this on par with one of the rare sequels that is equal or even better than the original? Find out here. Starring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels, Peter Meehue, David Prowse, and Frank Oz, directed by Irving Kirshner. The plot, set several years after the events of Star Wars, Luke Skywalker flees the Rebel base on Hoth to continue his Jedi training from the last Jedi Master, Yoda. Darth Vader tricks Cloud City owner Lando into handing over the Rebel leaders, Han and Leia, can. The escape or is it to it for the rebellion? Note, I'm using the original cuts once again. So after the another iconic scroll, again lifted from the Flash Gordon serials, the movie opens up on a Star Destroyer dropping probes onto the Ice Planet Hoth, searching for a rebel base, and I'm getting flashbacks of the truly terrible Star Wars battlefront and a godforsaken level. It then shows Luke Skywalker Luke Skywalker played once again by Mark Hamill, riding his stop-motion tauntaun. He investigates one of the probes, and he's attacked by a Wampa, and his tauntaun is killed. Back at base, Han Solo, played again by Harrison Ford, reports back to a general, and says he has to leave as Jabba the Hunt is after him. Hut even, is after him. Princess Leia, played by the late Carrie Fisher, overhears this, and has it out with Han. However, all Han could say is how much she needs a good kissing. Because this was the fucking 80s and why the hell not have race 60s uh, a minute. Why is this guy a fan favorite? All we can care about is himself and he's a complete arsehole and he is completely full of himself. Plus he's a scoundrel, dutter rotting, backstabbing son of a bitch. In a nice corridor we meet C-3PO once again played by anthony daniels and r2d2 once again played by the late kenny baker and surprise they're bickering again is this all these two good for i mean honest to god they're like an old married bloody couple 3po tells han look hasn't returned yet so worried he goes out looking for him and uh, god knows why but apparently that changed han to a good guy even though he's an arsewipe meanwhile he gets Chewy once again employed by Peter Mew, to do some repairs on the badly damaged Falcon. Millennium Falcon that is. Luke wakes up in a Wampa lair hanging upside down with his feet frozen in ice. So he uses the force to reach for his lightsaber, cuts himself free and cuts one of the Wampa's arms off and then flees into the snowstorm. Where Han finds him, he cuts open the freshly dyed tonton and places Luke inside while he places beacons down to attract help. Rogue 2, awkward, flies around and finds them the next morning. Back at base, Luke is held in some sort of water tank to recover, and according to the director's commentary, Mark Hamill was almost killed when heavy light broke and smashed into the tank. Only seconds earlier was Mark floating in the tank filming the scene. By the way, the director's commentary is one of the most boring and near useless ones I've ever heard, as all he talks about was how he tried his hardest to inject humour. Into this script, such as Han Solo covering c C3 Will's mouth to come from talking and the whole Yoda stick. And contrary to popular opinion, Luke getting attacked by the bumper wasn't to cover his injuries from the car crash which he had had in 1977, as it was well and truly healed by 1979 when this was getting filmed. But it was to give him quote unquote a character. Han and Chewie. Check up on Luke and once again hits on Leia, who just shoots him down, which leads to the infamous line, laugh at fuzzball, fuzzball as Chewie laughs at Han's pathetic attempts. This leads to a full on mouth kiss from Leia to Luke. Note C3PO's reaction to this as he knows they're brother and sister. And again, why not bloody tell them what they are brother and sister and drop this stupid love triangle and have it die already? The rebels pick up on a radio transmission. So Han and Chewie check it out, with Han shooting the probe after using Chewie as a distraction. In space, we see Vader's super star destroyer, which dwarfs the others. So much so, something like ten times larger, I believe. As Vader, once again, played by David Prowse, but voiced by James Earl Jones, looks over the fleet, a captain reports to an abro that one of the probes has blown up, and may have found something so Vader confirms it and head to hoth back at the rebel base they're planning to empty the base before the empire show up and find him on board his superstar destroyer vader kills the admiral for questioning him and he puts the captain in charge we then see leia giving a prep talk to a handful of x and a-wing fighters the hell they were which, according to the commentary, Kiri had no clue what she was talking about because she was still drunk from the night before as she was out with the Monty Python boys. The rebels flee in their transport ships as, on the ground, the others deal with At-At walkers' attack. And I'm sorry, but once again, I can't watch this movie without thinking of the Family Guy special. It's a trap! Look, boards speeder to take on the At-At's, which they do by tripping them up and using tow ropes. And then just firing at them and blowing up, even though seconds earlier, they say the armour is too thick for this blaster, so why the hell was it about that time then? With the base under heavy fire and Vader and his snowtroopers inside, Han, Leia, Chewie and 3PO escape in the Millennium Falcon. Luke then flies off with R2 to Dagobah, system to train with Yoda, voiced by Frank Oz. Back with Han and co, they're dealing with several Typhators and a Star Destroyer, so they have no choice but take the damaged Millennium Falcon into a meteor storm and then hide in a cave while making badly needed repairs. Back with Luke and he's just off Dagobah, which he crashes into into a swamp and barely escapes a swamp monster which attacks and eats R2 which he spits it back out. And here we meet Yoda the last Jedi Master with his super annoying speech pattern. Annoyed by my speech pattern you will be. Once getting his emergency rations from his X-Wing, he finally meets Miss Piggy, oh sorry, Yoda, and after some quote-unquote funny scenes, cue the Rocky training a montage. Note, this is the puppet, not the terrible CGI monstrosity from the prequels. So with these quote-unquote funny scenes between Yoda and Luke dragging on, with Yoda being nothing but a little asshole to Luke in the quote-unquote cave, Han and Chewie repair the badly damaged Falcon. and puts the on layer again, after she calls him a scoundrel and one kiss later then a couple. Unfortunately they're cocked walk by three PO. Vader is called by the Emperor, played by Marjorie Eaton and voiced by Clive Revel. Note this is the original cuts before they replaced him with E McDermott to tell him about Luke and his force training. Back on Digama, Luke loses patience with Yoda as Yoda pretends not to be Yoda. Yoda then starts to talk to the spirit Obi Wan. Played once again by Alec Guinness. At first Yoda refuses to train Luke with excuse after excuse until Obi-Wan talks him into it and he just gives in. Back in the asteroid in their quote unquote cave, Vader bombers continue to bomb the asteroid as Leia is on board in the Millennium Falcon. Awaiting to escape, she gets some sort of bat creature flying around so she freaks the fuck out and go and gets Han and they go outside, fire at the bat things and find out it's not a cave but it's a mouth of some sort of space creature so high f- out of there in seconds finally after an hour the plot kicks in as we see Luke getting trained by Yoda a rocky style after some blah 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 about the dark side of the force Luke explores a cave and finds Vader so after a quick saber fight he cuts off his head finding himself in it a massive clue for later on in a movie that people missed in the 80s Back with Vader, he sends out multiple bounty hunters, including IG-88 and everyone's favourite Boba Fett, played by Jeremy Bullock, or, Oh God knows why, such a fan favourite, he's on a movie for 5 minutes, and then he's killed off a little, a little bitch in the sequel, but that's Star Wars fans for you, grabbing onto the most stupidest character ever, and I believe the guy that carries a pot is a huge fan base favourite, apparently, I have no idea, why? Back on board, the Neuropaired Falcon, Han and co try to escape the Star Destroyer, breathing down upon their neck, but can't jump to light speed, so they ram the ship and hide behind the Star Destroyer, then wait for the garbage to be dumped into space, but unfortunately Boba Fett knows this and falls into Cloud City. Yet more training with Yoda as Luke panics as his X-Wing sinks into the swamp, so Yoda shows him the power of the Force by lifting the X-Wing from the swamp. Luke then sees Han in trouble in Cloud City, so runs off to save them, much to Yoda's annoyance. However, this does lead to the line, there is another hinting at Leia. On Cloud City, we meet Lando Cursarian, played by Billy D. Wallace, the former owner of the Falcon, and Han's close personal friend. Hmm. Getting shot around, 3PO, stumbles across Boba Fett, and gets blown up. Leia in a new haircut, and I swear to God, she changes her hairstyle more bloody times than Cher does doesn't trust Lando and worries about C-3PO being aw- away for such a long time. She also senses something is amiss. At a scrap metal junkyard, yard, Chewie finds pieces of 3PO, steals them and rebuilds his new friend. Lando takes him to dinner and it's here we find out he has double-crossed Han by handing over to Vader and Boba Fett. In a jail cell, Chewie is tortured by noise so rebuilds 3PO. Han is getting tortured by Vader so outside a worried Lando looks on concerned as Veda walks out and then hands him over to Boba Fett. Lando complains but Veda just shuts him down saying be careful I do not change the plan. Han is thrown into the same jail cell as Chewie after build, after 3PO bitches about being repaired backwards. Seconds later, later is thrown in and walks Lando trying to explain things that Veda changed the last minute as Luke is heading into a trap in a carbon freeze room. Vader lies in wait for Luke. Han, Leia, Chewie and 3PO are taken down to Vader and here Han is frozen in carbonite with the infamous improved line, I love you and I know, again showing just how much of an arsehole Han's soul actually is because the original line was I love you, I love you too. Chewie is left in charge of protection of Princess Leia. Han is handed over to Boba Fett and the trap is a reset. Vader demands Leia, and Chewie to be placed on his ship. Luke arrives and sees Fett, Boba Fett, taking away Han's body, and after a quick firefight with Boba Fett, Luke finds Leia and Chewie getting taken away by Stormtroopers, after Leia was- It's a trap! Luke still follows them, and has a showdown with Vader. Here, during the lightsaber fight, Vader tells him he is his father. Lando breaks Leia and Chewie free, however, Leia doesn't trust him, as Chewie about chokes loving living life out of him. Lando then tells her if she hurries she can save Han, but it's too late Boba gets away and his slave 1. Vader and Luke continue their fight, with Luke almost falling into the trap, but he force leaps out of it last minute. And just how long did Yoda teach Luke? Weeks? Months? Days? Because this stuff he's using is very advanced force powers. The fight continues in the lower decks of the carbon freeze room with a huge round window. Why the fuck's a huge round window year is beyond me. Veda throws shit at Luke, the window is then smashed. Note, Hamill did all his instincts apart from this one as he's thrown through the window backwards. Lando calls for the emergency emptying of the city as he, Leah, Chewie, 3PO and R2 run to the Falcon. Getting to the Falcon in the nick of time, after a quick firefight, which again shows Leia hitting and killing something evidently fires her blaster, Lando and Co fly off Cloud City. It's here, the final fight with Luke and Vader in the bottom of Cloud City. After cutting off Luke's hand with the lightsaber going, flying off into the clouds, yet this in Force Awakens, I'll deal with that one later. Here, Vader tells Luke, I am your father, not Luke, I am your father, oh by the way, SPOILERS! With that, Luke falls off the platform and down to the very bottom of Cloud City. Hanging on to an aerial, Luke calls Leia for help, which she hears and gets Lando to turn the Falcon round to find him. He's taken aboard and given a new hand as they both look into space, a credits roll. So that was Empire Strikes Back, surprisingly a better film than Star Wars. Better acting, better script, just more. Although I could have done with less Yoda parts. Although I do love the downer ending, more movies should do this. Especially if it's part of a trilogy. 8 out of 10 so come back next week for my look at return of the jedi and then come back the following week for my in depth look at the force awakens june is lost boys july is american pie august is summer hits of 87 97 and 2007. september is hannibal lecter and october is Halloween. my look at the first three hellraiser movies don't forget to follow leave a like and comment on my soundcloud account also follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod and email me what you thought of this podcast to Here's John's reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Omen, Psycho, The Fly, Resident Evil, Underworld and more. Also check out my solo podcasts of Aliens, Doctor Who The Movie, Die Hard, Donnie Darko and many many more. And a goodbye. Also, it's a trap!